What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. I am the cartel, and I'm wearing a shirt. Nice. And uh, there's no women in bikinis around us, Brendan, unless you're hiding something. Uh, you know, this isn't a very big space, so I don't know if they'd be able to hide very far. Also, it would kind of defeat the purpose of having them here, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, it's a fitness studio, women in spandex. I guess so, Men's- right? Maybe that's, what my, maybe that's what my brand needs, you know? Who, who thinks like that? Who thinks like that? Depending on who your marketing manager is, you know, maybe they'll make that suggestion and uh, you can awkwardly touch a girl on her arm. And the reason why we're talking about this today is because if you haven't heard already, there was what was marketed as, and I'm sure if you actually calculate dollars and cents, they are correct. The most expensive sports car break of all time on thursday night in las vegas due in part to the uh mint collective and we'll get into the mint collective as well because there is a uh, a wide number of your favorite influencers there currently but we're going to keep talking about this flawless break it was a 2.5 million dollar break to my understanding. I could be wrong about that number. At the very least, it was $40,000 a spot and there were 25 cases of flawless broken on one with, with two with two boxes in each case. See, now I'm a flawless expert. I have no two idea. Two boxes in each case. That's correct. And presented by Layton Sports, Bless Sports, and um, also presented by potentially toxic masculinity. Toxic it was, uh, I, I, I think the event was actually sponsored by Ken Golden or by, I don't know by Ken Golden directly, but Golden Auctions, uh, to I, my knowledge. I, was, I mean, I, I don't know that much detail, but I mean, wouldn't be surprised, right? Some of those, some of those cards need to go to auction right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just PSA, find it funny. PSA Some was it... in the house. PSA was in the house grading, right? Were they? PSA was there. Well, they mentioned that PSA was uh, was exclusively going to be grading. I don't know if they were right there witnessing the spectacle, but they were involved. Uh, you got to cover all the bases. That's just good business, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it was quite the spectacle. Did you actually catch some of that? Mr. Live? Coach? No you chance. Were no chance. You were asleep. <laughs> I, I am asleep. Um, also, it was like four hours long, dude. I think it started yeah, at... You were, you were sleeping and I was completely sober. Um, I caught like the last 30, 45 minutes because uh, there's a couple of people I was talking to on IG who were like, you, you have to, you just, you got to witness this. Uh, plus, you were getting constant updates from Lameem James. Who's Are you asking just, me? Uh, He's just on a roll these days. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, putting out some fire. My buddy, who um, I mentioned quite frequently, who had ju- has just joined the hobby. Um, it, I, I, I've said this a few podcasts ago. It's interesting to see, you know, what direction people go in and like who they listen to and what they listen to. And, you know, when we have conversations um things that he cites and often he's uh he's talking about like memes from Lameem James and he's like man that guy is like absolutely spot on and uh you know it does it kind of makes me feel good about a a friend bringing a friend into the hobby that like he's able to get a lot of those Lameem James references because a lot of the references require you to be involved you know, they, they require you yeah, to... There's, there's a little obscurity there, a little subtlety. Uh, it's He's very he's a memer in an esoteric section of society. So it's interesting, but, but I find myself always recommending him to people early on. Just, 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 just follow him. Maybe you won't get it right now, but it's an awesome thing when you start to get it. Yeah. Or when you get something here and there. 
So that that is an interesting resource. Lamim is an interesting resource, and he was one of the reasons why I started watching the feed. Uh, apparently, I missed the opening issues with um, women in bikinis. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, Coach. Yeah, Co. I mean, especially because I, I'm going to say that, like, it's very easy to say women in bikinis, and it actually paints a worse picture than it was. Like, I'm not defending them, but saying women in bikinis actually, in my opinion, paints a worse picture than it was. Um, I mean, they were in a bra or I, maybe a bikini top, you know, but it wasn't like top to bottom, right? So like, they, they I just a I limited, to clarify, limited state of dress. It didn't look like they were going to a beach, you know? They kind of looked like um, maybe a, a hostess at a club. Not, yeah, maybe like a, a hostess at a club, you know? Like, um, but that being said, though, and we'll talk about this. It, I, it just looked out of place. It just, I understand that you're marketing this as like a massive break and there's a lot of money on the line, you know, and um, there's like manly men in the chat and whatever. Right. But personally, maybe it's just me. When I am talking about sports cards, when I'm ripping sports cards, when I'm watching others rip sports cards, you know what thought never comes to mind? Man, I wish there were some really hot chicks to look at. You know? Precisely, it, because there's a separation, right? There's a separation of uh, focuses. It just, right? uh, it doesn't do it for me in that setting, you know? And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I just, I found it so very awkward. That it and they were just standing. Like, I almost felt bad for them, and not in a sense of like, uh, like oh man, like we're objectifying them, because I mean that that is an issue. But in more of a sense that I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like they are just standing there for like. Four. Were they not? Were they not fetching the boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes, but like I, it, during when they were ripping, they were just literally standing in front of the boxes. Like and yeah. and and they were like from the feed view. You could literally only see like their bodies. Like it was, you couldn't even see their faces half the time. Right. So I was like, man, like what is, they're like columns. Like if, if I have a column behind me, I was like, what is happening there, man? But yeah. So look, I mean, uh, the way this was advertised was there was a lot of pomp and circumstance, a lot of, um, you know, it had this kind of street urban feel to it. Right basketball cards, hype beasts, um, stuff that's popular right now. Uh, the way Blaise was promoting it, it was like a reincarnation of Don West meets Vince McMahon, um, you know, to the, almost to the, to, to the point of being obnoxious. Um, you think about the fact that in basketball, there is a culture uh, in which, you know, you know, basketball players and strip clubs, right? is the thing. I'm not breaking news here. Uh, so maybe they were trying to tap into that. But like you said, the, the issue of sports, I, I knew that if I pushed back, look, it, it, it bothered me on some level. I can't really articulate what level it is because so I watch, uh, we know what the cartel's favorite sport is, is mixed martial arts by far at this point in my life. It's, it's an honorable sport that I, that I respect everyone involved. And there are ring girls the same way there are in a lot of other combat sports like boxing. Uh, the ring girls themselves in the UFC, the fact that I can rattle off a few names like, you know, Ariane, Celeste and, and a few of these other girls that have been there for a long time since, you know, since Top started printing UFC cards, basically 11, 12 years ago. Um, they treat them well. They have become celebrities themselves. One of them is a painter now. Um, but nonetheless, they're scantily clad and they're holding numbers. Yeah, yeah. Like so their their job is to hold the sign, right? If, if, if I pushed it too hard, and we've had Habib Nurmagomedov come out and say he doesn't like that, and I yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, but our, if I'm going to push back on this, I knew that that's what would get thrown at me. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, 
I have not once in my life had this inclination that I need to see uh, scantily clad men or women yeah. as I'm dealing with my cards. And then we get to the next step in the process. And again, still applies to the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Women have main evented UFC events. They're fighters. That's really awkward, I've always thought. The women are fighting and, and then the scantily clad ring. But they seem to, they seem to get along. You know, it's amazing what comes with like discussion and understanding. Maybe. And and I think but that's the most important part, you know, like and I'm not cutting sure. you off at all, but I think that is well, kind of you are, but it's okay. No, no. But like just understanding our, our own biases and, you know, like, and, and, yes. and sometimes maybe not even like, like knowing that they exist until, you know, you kind of feel awkward about a situation. And you're like, hold up here. Like, in order to get to the bottom of this situation, like we actually have to like pull the layers back. Right. Yeah. Like, so, so the, so the thing, the reason why I was mentioning the, the female fighters and the existence of these ring girls, look where we are in the hobby right now. Uh, just open up your own IG. Um, you see accounts like giant legends, uh, women on tops. Um, there's a feature. I don't know if it's an account or a feature on an account, women of the women of the hobby or women of the week. Uh, this is something that has sprung up organically in the hobby. Uh, this is this does not mean that women only entered the hobby in the last two three years. They were yeah. there before, yeah. right? And I know many of them, and um, they're dedicated collectors and and business people, just like the rest of us. Um, Ask Tate girl. I'm going to throw her out there um, because she's very specifically a collector that can really motivate and encourage others with the way that she handles her collection and hobby. I was happy to contribute to it as well. Um, you know, and I guess the only reason this popped up because coffee breakers has been doing this for a while, long time, a long time, a long time, a long and again, time bro. And I, like, you know, when I first popped on IG, uh, when I when first saw started, that I, again, and I remember specifically telling my friend, Peter, who like, I'm talking about, like just came back in the lobby. I remember being like this, this is weird. Like, it, like I, yeah. and even it's a, it's the same thing when like I'm walking around and I was at the expo and I saw, um, you know, like that, that a few people had my, hired models to open cards. Yes, and again, you see that. You see again that I felt weird, you know, like, and, and it, it just, I'm like, is it like, do you think that you're going to sell more, like with ha having these models open car, like wow. it, to me, it's, it feels very much like um, those old or like you go to a car show and there's like a, like a, like a woman, yes. like lying yes. down on top yes. of the car, Absolutely. you know, like, are we well, going to have a woman lying down on top of a box in order to be like, look how sexy across, draped across cases, you know, look how sexy both of these things are. Right. Like, yeah. And, and that shit never really did it for me. And I was always, always kind of like, what's happening here? Like, you know, I think I can appreciate the car without, like, even if she wasn't here, you know? Yeah. And I can you appreciate know, the cardboard, even if, like, that person isn't here, right? So, I don't know. As an old hat in the hobby world in general, not just cards, going to trade shows and things like that. I, I, I used to go to a lot of horror conventions and things like that. Uh, the bikini girls at the tables at the, at the booths are meant to draw some attention and, you know, it, and it, and it, and it works in some circumstances. I always felt it was weird at card shows, but look, you, you want to go deep on this. You see these guys and these dealers that bring along a girlfriend or some unidentified female. She's wearing a low cut top. Um, I, I especially noticed this at the expo. That's another way to kind of get around it. You don't want to just go out there and hire a bikini girl and make it obvious, but there are stores in Toronto that went out, um, went out of their way to have attractive women in positions where they could speak to guys. Um, yeah. I had one, you know, I'm not going to get super specific. I had an interaction where I was actually trying to buy top loaders and, and, uh, the female helping me, I was like, am I at a club? Am I, what do I do with my eyes? I'm trying my best here. I just want some top loaders, which at the time were like gold. Um, it's a thing. It's a thing, but it's the way it's so let, so that boils down to presentation yes. and intent. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's what rubbed people the wrong way. Um, when I had some 
some females in my DMs that were expressing that it was not a good look and it made them feel weird. I totally got it. And I, you know, I had a typical cartel reaction where I was like, because here's the thing, it's, it's also the brand involved, right? Like coffee breakers, it was not surprising to me that they were going that route. I, I, we've heard enough with, yeah, heard enough with some of these brands and the things that they've gotten away with and the things that they've pulled, which are straight up gross. They've pulled gross things. Um, they, they carry on just by, by virtue of capital marketing, our short-term memories, which man benefits so many people in this hobby. Um, and they carry on, uh, Blaise, is that surprising? These guys are telling us to buy flux. I was, I was not the least bit surprised. I've had several now, now, you know, who was surprised, Brendan? Late, late was late. Yeah, yeah. Well, he threw he and threw him right under the bus. So Leighton ended up releasing a statement a during, public, during the show, a public statement uh, apologizing for basically the actions of other breakers. <laughs> and there was only one other breaker there, which then created a hilarious scenario in the chat where, you know, fans of Leighton and fans of Blez were going at each other. Um, man, what a fun chat. I was uh, throwing in some off-color humor that they didn't appreciate. I had a couple timeouts. Yeah, I was, I was going real off-color, but it's funny. It's funny what their line is versus what other people's lines are. But nonetheless, um, that, what, a, what a look that was that, you know, the co-sponsors are battling at that point. And then, of course, it all culminates with Blaise removing his shirt. When I say bless, I don't know who I'm talking about. There's so two brothers. That, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because neither, neither, <laughs> neither do I. And I, I'm doing I didn't realize I that wanna, there was two dudes. Like, Yeah, I don't want to make fun of anyone. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to make yeah, fun yeah. of physical yeah. appearance. I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, I'm just going to call Even if you were Jack. Even if you were Jack. It's the same thing. It's exactly what we were just talking about, where it's just out of place. Again, like, I mean, we ripped on it with, with fucking backyard breakers when they but were maybe, taking you know, off maybe, their shirts. Maybe, maybe that was his comment on backyard breakers. You know, like we were still on that and we were like, man, this is weird. Like, and, and again, like you're ripping cards, keep your shirt on. But I, I'm also willing to, I'm also willing to say this. I'm always willing to say this. Here's the deal. These guys capitalized on a unique moment in the hobby and they capitalize like none other. We know even in our private conversations, right? It's all about capitalizing. I have a particular hockey player. I failed to capitalize on You have a baseball player. You did capitalize on It's all about timing. Yeah. Um, this was perfect timing. You had Drake enter the hobby. That's... We still don't know all the details. Is he even still around? I, I mean, I haven't, we on. haven't seen him since, right? Like, and, and he plants the seed. I, I, still, I still think a lot of this stuff may, may have been pre-manufactured and organized, uh, like a lot of stuff is, like the V-Friends stuff is, like, all, like a lot of the people who are at the Mint Collective will get there in a second, pre-organized things. But he planted the seed of the triple logo man in everybody's heads, right? Because it's, right, and, and, and then what's the concept? Not only are you chasing it, but you have an opportunity, if you get it, maybe to you'll sell, get a to phone sell it to Drake. Drake. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Drake will come visit you, right? Maybe you'll be on TMZ. Um, all, all also, these not promises. to mention, like, he spent, like, allegedly, like, $800,000, like, in the matter of, like, four days. You think he's not going to drop a couple million on that logo, man? Like, that $40,000 right. break spot could, cut, could so, turn into a couple million dollars. Timing unbelievable. Everyone involved is going to benefit. Dave and Adams, uh, Blaise, Layton. PSA, everyone, everyone's going to get a piece of that hot, sexy, sticky action. Panini, golden. It's probably sticky by the end. Um, So they all got a slice of that golden, all those guys, um, and they killed it, okay? If I am young, what do they say, dumb and full of, if I'm young and making that kind of money and have the eyes of the hobby world all over me, you know, I'm going to take my, I'll take my pants off. I will do some cartwheels and I will do some things that probably maybe I'll regret. I don't know. Um, I'm sure these boys were inebriated at some point. I, I heard they were drinking hot and heavy early on. I don't know. I didn't see it. 
um it's las vegas a lot of stuff goes on in las yeah. vegas i've been to vegas have you been to vegas coach yeah 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 um so i'm not using that as an excuse but i mean that's the reality they, these guys are like this is our big if the hobby ends tomorrow we've done it we've done it there's someone who put out some numbers do you know potentially what numbers are like how much they may have made none of my business really at the end of the I, day, I, but have no I have no idea i have no idea look Big money was made. It was a couple hundred thousand, I think. Yeah. Dude, even a couple uh, hundred thousand in one night is fucking crazy, though. Right? Like, I mean, even if we say that, even if we say it's a couple hundred thousand a piece, just like fathom that for two seconds, you know? Like, you just made a couple hundred thousand dollars in one evening, right? Like, that. that is, it's big. That's big. That's huge, right? And with no risk involved, like, it, it, and that's and that's the, the the place that they come from where like as a breaker you rip some product for another person you know the worst case scenario as a breaker you still get paid the best case scenario is that you pull something big and you have more content for the channel which fuels more people to come and break more product right like so it's a it's a ever revolving in the bright lights, and like you mentioned, a lot of these newcomers, they want to break. They want to break. It's unfortunate. That's what they want to make the focal point of their collecting, and that's what's going to happen. Um, what I was going to say is, like Patrick Ryan mentioned, these cases will probably never be as expensive as they are. Uh, ever, ever? I, I mean, if, if some of these cases don't get broken and are lying around and we see these players develop, that oh, I'm going to reveal some... some some basic lack of knowledge here. Were, were these 2021 product or yeah, yeah. 1920? No, 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 2021. 2021. So the hits were Anthony Edwards. Uh, and oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe some way down the line, but for now and for a long period of time, most likely this is the most expensive. This might be. Build. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unless like at some point the hobby, like, like again, like a Drake plus another guy, plus another guy comes in at the same time, you know, like, I think. You know, like be- imagine, imagine the Canadian breaker in a, it, imagine that if in 2015, we had the type of social media atmosphere and environment we had right now, and they started advertising a Connor McDavid chase in the cup. I mean, again, it's timing and it's the circumstances in many ways, this is the culmination of a certain mindset and a certain atmosphere in the hobby that we've experienced over the past few years. That was really the culmination. And in a way, uh, you know, it was good to see all this ridiculousness go down as part of it. I also, um, I also think a large women, part of this had to do with, off. much like you said, a large part of this had to do with the fact that they were in Las Vegas. And not only were they in Las Vegas, but all eyes were on Las Vegas because the Mint Collective, which we'll get into, is this weekend where like, everybody who's anybody is going to be there and i mean you kind of want to see what like like and again we're going to air quotes celebrities are doing while they're there right like who are they interacting with uh you know what are they what are they drinking well who are they hanging out with uh what are they ripping what are they buying what are they selling like these are things that you know I, I, the amount of content that's going to be created like this so, weekend so- Couple things, couple things, real quick. Um, and one last word on the uh, the break. Uh, there was a big lesson in all of this, by the way. At the end of the day, after all the dust settled, how many people made money out of that break that weren't running the break? It's the first thing I, I said. First I think thing I said. Something that we learned is just how much of a casino the hobby's becoming, and just how dangerous it is. Because there are some people that got burnt pretty bad there. I hope it was a bunch of quote unquote wealthy dudes, rich dudes. I, I don't know. I don't know if there were people who were rolling the dice in a way that was irresponsible, but at the end of the day, the big hit, the, the, the Lamella wasn't even, wasn't even a, uh, a true rookie from my understanding. It was an auto patch. Yeah. And then, and then uh, that, that brings up a, a different Mike discussion. Logo that brings man. up a whole different discussion of like, what's a true RPA and like what the sure, definition sure. of. <laughs> sure. But regardless, yeah. the point is, um, I don't think many people benefited other than the people running it. Yeah. And I guess it would, it would be very tough to recoup the 40 K in a lot of cases. Yeah. 
So you got to hope. And that being said, I wonder how many like PC items were sold like for a 40k break spot or you know like yeah. I, that's I hope there weren't a lot of tragedies. Now the second the second thing um, regarding the mint collective. And I got to be careful because uh, uh, I I looked back and I you know and actually I'm going to take this time right now to retract something from last week. I made a comment about it, when I rewatched it, it, it sounded like I was saying that case tampering is rampant in the hobby. I don't know that for a fact. I don't want to um, put all these stores and good people out there. It's, I, I take that back. It's not rampant. That's, that's too strong of a word. I should have just said it's, it's a possibility. And yeah. I've heard about it. I yeah. was not indicting any one particular group of people or store. I shouldn't have said it's rampant. It's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very real and uh, it happens, but I shouldn't have said rampant. And so I sh- I'm not going to generalize the mint collective. Like some people have been doing. Yeah. Um, there are good people there. Oh yeah. There are people that don't make it obvious in terms of what they're doing in terms of sponsorships and what their agendas are. Some are just seem like really nice people, collectors, content creators, I have a ton of respect for people who put out, you know, well-produced content. I, I run it by the skin of my teeth. I uh, have a half broken BlackBerry and you, you've seen my setup, uh, Brendan. It's not even a setup. Are you rocking a uh, BlackBerry, so bro? Yeah, I, I have, I have a lot of respect for the, the content creators. Um, and, and of course, RPS rip packs. Lab. Love these guys. Uh, just so great. For sure the do. they've been involved they're hosting in their, own, in their own controversies and not not of their own creation in my opinion but um but they're there they're doing their thing i'm happy for them Peter's they threw it, what looked like a pretty cool party yep I'm, I'm glad i've met them and i hope one day to party with them um but uh yeah the the the, the vast majority of the mint collective what we were what i was going to mention was so yeah you're, you're saying it's these top influencers everybody wants to know what they're doing I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, you know, their, their IG has been out there for a while. doesn't have a lot of interaction. doesn't have a lot of response. You know, um, that's something I've noticed. And, you know, their, their, their posts are generally just the people that are involved in the Mint Collective, which is, I believe, collectible. The yeah. collectible app is yeah, what collectible. we're really talking about is a gathering sponsored by the collectible app. Which was sponsored by there. eBay. And yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and eBay's involved in the Toronto Expo. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. yeah it's a big deal. They're going to be there. PSA is going to be there. SGC is going to be there. You know, they're, they're, they're all going to be there. But you are seeing repeatedly these IG stories um, from the more, uh, what's the word, um, observant and uh, biting commentary. Cartel's always been there. Apparently, I'm not as popular in the biting commentary these days as Mr. South Park cards, whoever that may be. I have my own issues with uh, the way that he presents some of his information. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, I was a bigger fan. Um, I just, I mean, I, I don't know, Brent. I can't, I, 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 there's, there's so much going on these days and there's so many options in terms of what to do with your time in terms of, uh, of discourse with people. I, I was going to say, maybe I should talk to some of these the end of the day man it's like if if something's not working for you on ig i'm a big fan of just like you know curate your feed is basically what i'm trying to say yeah, yeah oh yeah 100 if you don't have time for me i don't have time for you uh if you are doing something that bothers me i'm not gonna necessarily just tell you that i'm just gonna kind of step away but uh south park cards is obviously getting a lot of uh, mileage these days he even gets brought up in the uh in in, in, in some of the more popular hobby podcasts uh, uh, several he, he, it's happened like almost every day since <laughs> he, he he does the digging he, he did the digging regarding v friends i don't know yeah. if they want to dig that up again but the point is you're seeing these stories not just from him but like i said a lot of other uh accounts i mean there's well. a lot of i mean uh p ryan has also shouted out a separate like youtube youtuber who's like made yeah, Patrick Ryan loves shouts out small accounts, which yeah. I like to do as well. And which people did for me when I was a smaller account, I'm still a small account, but the point is it's great that he does that. And one of the funny things that he, that he shouted out was a story in which the, the guy mentioned, you know, uh, what was it? Is this, is it like, uh, do you, do you not, 
you know very little about the hobby and you have very little in your collection? Perfect. The Mint Collective is for you. <laughs> and the, the, the point behind that, the idea behind that, again, with me reiterating that there's good people there, is the, they are being represented as our hobby leaders. And that's a problem because they're, they're, not, they're not, in my opinion, hobbyists or collectors. They're business people. Um, in, in, in many cases, I, I feel they, they, they're just way behind the curve in terms of what the average collector knows about the hobby. So let me ask you something. Um, they're, they're probably hiring people to help them understand, but they're just most, first and foremost, they smelled the blood and the blood is money. They smelled it and they came sniffing around. So let me ask you something, because that's a perfect point um, where, you know, theoretically speaking, this mint collective, uh, along with, you know, the break with Drake and then the break, I mean, this has all been in the same week, right? Break or like week and a bit, the break with Drake and then the flawless break mint collective, all three of those don't exactly, they're not great looks for the hobby in general. So that being said, if these are our pillars of the hobby, how do we, how do we, not how do we fix this? What needs to happen in order for it to be more inclusive? What, like, you know what I mean? Like, how do we get it to a point where the, the genuine collector is, is part of these panels or is at the focal point or you know what I mean? Like how, how does that happen? There has to be some organic from the ground action. And by the way, it's not, it's occurring to me. It's not, it's not very different from what we're seeing in the, in the media today in, in, in the Western world where, you know, there, there are a lot of independent people uh, on IG that are leaders in a way in terms of the, the information that they're presenting and the knowledge that they have. Um, and they're just not being given the spotlight. Well, it's the same thing in the fitness industry, for instance, right? Like, I mean, I, I say this all the time about the fitness industry uh-huh. where, where like most of those big accounts are like selling you stuff, telling you to buy mm-hmm. supplements or buy their cookie cutter workout plan or try this new exercise instead of focus on a program, you know, like it's, it's very much like, like, um, uh, eat keto and, and always eat keto and never deviate. And, And, you you know, like carnivore, 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 right. These, the, the, the outliers are the ones who really kind of rise, um, despite a, a, a lot of flaws in, you know, maybe their, their content or what they're delivering or, you know, maybe. And why, but why is it that they are in the position they're in? I'll tell you why, right? It's, it's uh, let's, let's be real here. It's uh, again, production quality of the content, um, artificially enhanced bodies, which are unrealistic. And it's very unfair to present certain tactics that are to, to, to people who hope to look like the individual. Yeah without explaining to them that there's also a synthetic element involved. But yeah, that's a great, that's a great example. There's some of the, 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 the best content I find, I have to do a little bit more digging because everything on that surface level, that crust on top is, and as a fitness professional myself, it's, it's obvious what's going on. And then you got to get through that stuff. And um, so same, same, same thing with cards. It's people with money. Like I said, it's not, imagine if, if you show up in the hobby tomorrow with a million bucks, uh, buy yourself a Jordan, buy yourself a couple other cards, post them on your IG. Wow, he's got, he's got a great collection. Like literally in two days, you got a great collection. Yeah. Use some slick production values, um, create an app. I mean, I feel like I'm describing Jeff Wilson to a T. <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, seriously, like without being even like yeah. insulting I, I mean, him. But he probably, came in and single-handedly like, created himself in the market. I mean, right. Like, and and listen, it was timing. It was timing. I don't want to hate on that. It was timing. He was at the right place at the right time doing the right things. Um, And you and I know that the the big concern is these newbies entering. That's what's being presented to them. These are the guys being presented to them. The the, the mint collective people are are what's being presented. I I feel like he's been a lot, I feel like he's been a lot better in terms of, uh, 
like what yeah, he he's says. Been he's been you around. Know, like, he's received criticism. He's he knows what he's done wrong. Well, also now it doesn't matter because now he's built the, 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 the ground. He's already built the foundation, so like he can ask for forgiveness for like for sure. essentially, you know, giving advice that wasn't great. But now he's been in there long enough that he's like, okay, I want to help you instead of tell you, you know, like now that's the stance. The stance is let me help you learn instead of tell you, which is the reason why he got to where he was in the first place. But we digress. We, we, we do what we do trying to put um, information out there. I do my best. I've been sucking lately. People get into my DMS and ask questions, particularly like again on UFC or things like that. I'm willing, I'm willing to help out. And just guide people in that sense. And, um, you know, being that we're these outside observers on IG and that we've seen these quote unquote bumps on the road for collectible for uh, what's that other one that that started that was doing fractionals rally. And they were taking, taking people's rally? info. Was that rally the, taking people's information? I think it might have been rally. Maybe not though. I know Rally does fractionals, but there was another one that was created by the guy that bought the LeBron Exquisite. But uh, yeah, there's we've seen all these controversies. We've seen all these quote-unquote bumps in the road. And it just makes these people even less, uh, not desirable, but less trustworthy. And, and it becomes frustrating that, that they are the quote-unquote industry leaders. And how do, make no mistake about it. You you know, just the same way the sponsors glom on to content creators that we like that have relatively clean histories. If RPS is hosting, they are, in my opinion, everything good. I agree, one hundred percent. Body and like and like family and society. Well, that's what I mean. Like we talk about, well, like how do we how do we get this better? Like having more instances like like this are, well, are how how we make this better, right? Like. You know, ho- hopefully people, hopefully RPS gains a lot of uh, a following from, from this as well. And, and people recognize what they're doing versus say what some of these apps and organizations are doing, which is just purely money-based. Yeah. Um, and creating this weird disconnect with the rest of the hobby. Um, and just like shouting out and supporting people. It's such a big thing. You know, when I get busy and I'm doing a, you know, a million things and I just, I say to myself, you know, I liked that post, but I should have shared it. Uh, you know, I should have made a bigger deal of this. Uh, so do it, you know, find the time to do it and support people off the beaten path um, that aren't making it clear that they have an agenda or that they're working for other people or that they're producing hypocrisy, like calling out Patrick Ryan for geeking out over his tickets and claiming it's a pump and dump. And then the next week, doing a live opening of VFriends, which at this point, correct me if I'm wrong, it's almost like being dismissed. I think right around the time the Backyard Breakers started posting videos where they were showing you the completed sales. And that was their mistake, by the way. Because now not just me and you and South Park, but now the average person could go in there and say, let's take a look at this. People are learning, okay? We, I, I think we've had a couple podcasts where we told people, you know, click. Oh, I'm constantly, click man. It. Constantly. I'm click like, it. listen, click it. Look at the times. Look at the, look at the feedback of these bids. Okay. Notice the patterns. Okay. Notice so it gets relisted. Some, like notice it got yeah. relisted, you know, like. Was it paid for? Who paid for it? Was it, did it go through? Does it show up on 130 point? Sunday, buy it now 21,000 record sale. But then I get something in my inbox offering me one for 13,000. Yeah. Know, all these little yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. People catch on to it. And I think, I, I don't know, is it me? But like the conversation is almost over now. And I don't know, like, are, are the people who were pumping this embarrassed yet? And then you come to find out that apparently there's a startling uh, a similarity between some women's uh, uh, children's book uh, that, uh, that a woman created and, and then Gary V's characters. Really? They, they, yeah, they look like they were swiped. They really? look like, I don't, I'm not making a claim here. But yes, the same. I got. I got to look in. I got to look into honorable uh, hippopotamus. I don't know what the hell. But uh, grateful gorilla. Apparently, they were part of a children's line of books. I gotta check this out. Mamma mia! Right. So, 
Uh, I think, yeah, I think people have, it's amazing though. Like Gary V is this really likable guy. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know, like, I've, I've, I've gone on record several times saying that like, I, and I, I liked him even though I was shaking my fist and I'm like, stop telling people about the garage sales. Well, they figure it out anyway. So if he's doing it fine, whatever. He's smart. But even um, last year or last year, even last episode, I mean, I even said that like, I don't think it's any malicious intent, like for like, I don't think he's pumping it up for any reason other than the fact that he truly believes in it. But I did say yeah, that a lot of people were going to get burned. The problem is, I, I, I mentioned that too, guys. Maybe there is this unique, uh, sorry, not unique, this genuine um, personal, you know, uh, intent. But, you know, ever since I saw that update regarding the characters. I mean, I definitely, I definitely need back. to see that. Again, man, these are all people with marketing managers and, 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 and ways of sweeping things under the rug. You know, like there's been no damage done to these companies. I mean, I and I would argue in most cases, I mean, we'll say. I even, bet you Mark's cards. I bet you Mark's cards could come back. I bet well, you even, anyone. We're talking, I think that in most cases, like 99% of the time, and it's unfortunate. But I mean, even with the case of Blaz, like people are like, oh, this guy. He acted like ridiculous. And I mean, the fact that people are talking, like, unfortunately, actually usually brings more, more fame and attention. Like, you know, like these are guys, these guys amass armies of loyal followers. And there's toxicity in the hobby, just as there is in any other, in any other pursuit. Every other niche, period. Every other niche, period. You know, like, yeah. And so at, at saying that, I think that we have to transition into a much more positive topic, one in which that you are very familiar with, and it lines up perfectly with a big release, which happens to be 2022 UFC Prism. And let me tell you, people, I've seen the cards, not in person yet, because uh, Coach Go ain't a baller like that, but... Um, they are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I know you haven't taken uh, too much time checking, taking uh, or checking out the checklist, um, but you know what? What do you think? Have you seen? You've seen the cards. I've seen the cards. I've uh, also watched a couple of breaks as well. How do you feel about this product overall? Uh, it's it, it's awesome. A lot of people have been asking my opinion on, uh, uh, you know, 2021 versus 2020. I think 2020 is monumental. It's the first release. It's uh, packed full of an amazing uh, rookie checklist. But then you take a look at 2021. Uh, they're lucky the way that they've, uh, they've kind of timed their releases. They got Patty. Patty Piblet is their big rookie card in this set. Um, and first autographs of a lot of fighters that weren't able to sign the first time out, like Kamzat Shemaev. Really? Very jealous of people hitting those autographs right now. Really? Ooh. And the funny thing, and, and I mean, it's not a funny thing, but Panini doesn't denote first autograph. Uh, that's one cool thing Tops did. You could have a rookie card in one set, 2010, and then 2011, you could have your first autograph. And I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually they says do that first for- autograph which is yeah, really easy for people to collect afterwards, right? Yeah. Like, And same, same with 2020, right? Like Zabit uh, Magomed Sharapov um, has had rookies with tops. Uh, it was tops Chrome 2018, but his first autograph was in the Panini product, but there's no denotation. There's yeah. nothing that says rookie card or first yeah, yeah, autograph. Yeah. But the hardcore collectors know it always helps. It does. It, it helps newbies. They, there's newbies who may not know that this is Kamzat's first auto. Do a little digging, do a little, little research, you'll figure it out. But um, it's, look, it's awesome. Panini's doing a good job uh, getting, getting away from quality control and all that stuff. They're doing a great job with it. There's an awesome response to it. It's bringing in collectors. It is. You're, you're, you're bringing in card people that, for whatever reason, weren't noticing the tops releases. You're bringing in MMA fans who weren't aware that there were cards to collect alongside this. Um, and they're, they're arriving. Um, it's, it's great stuff. And I, I hope there's more because, uh, because I, last year was, uh, Prism Select and Chronicles. Unless I'm forgetting something. No, let's I think you're see, right. Let's see Mosaic. 
UFC. Let's see Optic, Ooh. right? Stuff like that. I um I wonder who Panini's going to get to rip cards now that Jorge Masvidal is going to be in jail. Yeah, that that's a huge man, man oh man oh man oh man. There's a second time Jorge has assaulted someone outside of the octagon. That's a professional fighter. Um, I have pretty strong views. I'm not going to get into it right now. Habib had a horrible take on it. Yeah. Someone mentioned me. Maybe it wasn't Habib. In a lot, in, in a lot of cases, it's actually his manager Ali Abdelaziz, uh, who does a lot of the social media stuff. And they don't like uh, Colby. But uh, this is very obviously a case of a guy who could not deal with his loss and took it into his own hands to uh, to blindside someone. I'm not okay with that. They're like, oh, he's the king of the streets. He's the street Judas. So he was a street fighter when he was coming. That, that's great. That's awesome. Sean Strickland was apparently, from, from what I'm reading, a, a, a neo-Nazi coming up. So does that mean if he does something Nazi-like that, oh, that's how he came up. Like, let's, let's get real for a second here. He assaulted Colby Covington. Um, now Colby's being called out. But we don't know, by the way, was it Colby who's pressing charges? You know, the, the, the Miami Police Department can press charges. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Scuffle like that. Um, you know, there have been worse incidents. Uh, I think the worst incident in the history of the UFC when it comes to that sort of thing was Conor McGregor throwing a heavy metal dolly through a bus window injuring several people, mentally affecting Rose Namajunas, and just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Michael Chiesa was, was injured, Ray Borg was injured, ridiculous. And he faced nothing. I think he faced nothing for that. Uh, Jorge was, uh, I, I'm assuming he had to deal with, with Panini, right? Because they were breaking stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were ripping, um, they were ripping frequently. There's got to be other people. Um, Ar- Ariel Helwani, um, my uh, uh, Jewish Canadian brother from another mother. He's mentioned Panini stuff on his show. Really? Uh, yeah. He discussed it with Michael Chandler. He talked about the rookie cards last year. So that's cool. So there might be other people to, who can kind of take that place. Although in the hobby, it wouldn't be a big uh, surprise if they no. just stuck. Jorge. <laughs> wouldn't be a surprise. Right. <laughs> um, but man, people are loving the UFC stuff. Lamin James is talking about UFC prism. That's a big deal. Is that is that because he likes MMA? Is that because he likes Prism? Is that because he likes Ronda Rousey? We don't know. I'm gonna maybe slide into his DMs. He's pretty responsive. We'll yeah, see I mean, about. he's uh, yeah, he's very adamant that that WWE, that the Prism and UFC Prism are gonna be taking his money. Yeah, and so yeah. that's and so that's the other big release. Again, Tops has lost both of those licenses and. Uh, and the finish to this fight is pretty intense at the moment. Um, and uh, people are looking forward to it. Uh, they're really expensive, which is unfortunate. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll get in on some blasters. Even, even these single breaks, I'm seeing spots. Uh, generally, they, they do uh, weight classes for UFC. And I think the cheapest is like $200 for a weight class. Really? One box. 150 to 200 for one box. But you see some awesome hits, man. Uh, the, the hobby boxes tend, I wouldn't say the word loaded, but someone walks away with something nice from each box. Really? And it's cool. And it's cool because, as, and, and with wrestling, uh, as several wrestling people have told me, it's not just about the rookie cards. It's about the, the parallels. And if it's a popular fighter or popular Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like it's like uh, basketball, right? Like, if, you, yeah. if you're if you in a break and you hit, like, an out of 50 LeBron, like, it doesn't matter if it's a 47th year, apparently. Like, they still hold yeah, serious so, value. So that's a great thing for MMA because you still have this layer of active legendary fighters like John Jones is, 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 is a good example. Um, people that have been around for a while, Israel Adesanya, Getting a, getting a big parallel. Conor McGregor, obviously. Rose, and, uh, and then you, know. you have a class of retired guy. You could pull, there's Habib cards. Parallel Habib cards. Hitting a one-of-one Habib is still a huge deal. Chuck Liddell. There you go. Is that gold or regular? That, that's a 2009. Yeah, I'm, I, I've said this before, but I'm, gonna want, I'm going to do like spotlights on a set. I'll do like a live or something where I talk about the set. That's 2009 tops. They call it round two. Yeah. Yeah. Telling you it was presented as tops 2009. It was their second set. Technically every card in that set, including that Chuck Liddell, you just showed us is the rookie card. I know. And and it's a gold. 
if oh so it's it's the thick gold parallel get yeah, one yeah, in yeah. each pack yeah in 2021 Kamzad has rookie cards in prism and select so why wouldn't a gsp round two rookie still be a rookie card given it's 2009 i think people are still having trouble with that um just because the first set came out before 2009 round two they're both 2009 there's yeah. no rookie card well, I mean, that's like, that's like baseball and like, and the, the debuts, right? Like technically, and I mean, I've seen debuts sell for a lot, right? Like yeah. an out of 50 debut is a pretty big card for a guy. Like Wander Franco is going to have a, a rookie in series two and an update. Sure. But, but even, even in baseball, the concept is, you know, there's a heritage Wander Franco rookie and there's a tops Wander yeah. Franco, anything that comes out this year. Although if you want to make it even more complicated, according to Beckett, it's 2021. Coleman's best is his rookie card. So it gets an even deeper layer. Of, but with UFC, like I mentioned earlier, first autograph, uh, rookie card, right? Things like that. And I don't know about this whole first prism thing. I'm not a big fan of that. But Me neither. Not people like first, first prism Sean O'Malley. Okay. I'm going to stick with the tops Chrome rookie card. But all right, if you want to go that route, that's fine as well. Um, but I believe this year, so Patty Piblet, like we mentioned, uh, uh, I believe uh, Aspinall as well, the, 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 the fast rising heavyweight has a rookie card as well. So you'll find guys like that. But man, I, I just always repeat to people how gets, you can still get in on 2020 at a reasonable price. That's not crazy. Uh, I think hobby boxes are 1500, maybe 2000, but I'm saying you could still get in on those. You could still stack some of those because the rookie class is awesome. And these guys are like in the next year, they're, they're going to ascend to those positions. Comes out faster than maybe even people know. And 2020 is the home of those cards. So, Wild. sorry, 2020, 2021. 2021. 2021. Yes. Yeah. 2021 is 2020, 2020 is like non-existent. You can't find that. Shit 2020, anymore. it was tops. Oh, was it? And it's not, it, yeah. And it's not a super popular set, the 2020 sets. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say hmm. it's very, but yeah, it has the same design as 2020 tops baseball that exists. Awesome. I don't, I don't think there was a Chrome. There was not a Chrome. Chrome was 2018 and 2019, but now I'm just babbling about UFC. Ben. So anyhow, well, I, uh, I think we, I think we covered our bases here. We sure did. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we agree that uh, Las Vegas is interesting right now, but we're, we're not hurting, not being there. No, not at all. Team, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you learned a little bit and uh, specifically about UFC, my goodness. And uh, I hope you guys follow. If you're tuning in on YouTube, check us out. We've got a link in the description for both of our profiles on Instagram. If you're on Spotify, check us out on YouTube or on Instagram. And uh, we love you guys. And have a wonderful rest of the day. Coach Go out. Peace.